I cannot wait to have my day in court about putting X whatever company in your goddamn bio. Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2 speed, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Workwife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Listen, we get a fuck ton of questions like the following. Hey, Workwives. Just curious, do recruiters like when random people message them on LinkedIn? Hi, Workwives. I've just graduated with my MBA and I'm updating my LinkedIn. Would you mind please taking a look and letting me know what you think? Hi, Workwives. I want your honest opinion. I want a recruiter to be able to look at my LinkedIn profile and blow them away to where they reach out to me instead of vice versa. Okay, girl. (laughs) Hi, Workwives. I'm preparing for applying to entry-level marketing jobs. Zero marketing experience. I want to make sure my LinkedIn aligns with marketing as well. Okay. Hi, Workwives. Does it make me look desperate slash insane? (laughs) The answer is yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love this question. To have an obscene amount of certifications on LinkedIn and my resume. I'm pretty sure you asked me this question at some point in your career. And the answer was yes. (laughs) The answer was yes. Meaning no, you should not have all those certifications on there. We're going to get into it. Hi, Workwives. Can you take a peek at my LinkedIn and tell me what can be improved? Yes. That's that's what it is. So Um. (laughs) all that is to say, we get... An actual fuck ton of questions about LinkedIn on the daily. And and we get it. LinkedIn is changing all the time. LinkedIn is where shit goes down Mm -hmm. or can. LinkedIn can make or break you. Honestly, it can make or break your career. Totally, because everyone's watching it all the time. (laughs) And more people than you think. Mm -hmm. We're not just talking about your (laughs) ex-boyfriend. Have you received hookup requests in your LinkedIn DMs? (laughs) Oh, yes. It's a vibe. I don't approve (laughs) for the record. We'll get to that. Anyway, what we're doing today is we're making the seminal LinkedIn episode. We're going to start at the top and go to the bottom of your LinkedIn. Grab your laptop, grab your phone, make these edits as we go. Some of them will horrify you that you've been doing it this way for so long. (laughs) It's okay. This is a safe space, but I swear to God, if I see your LinkedIn look like this and I know you've listened to this episode, I'll consider us not friends. This episode is for when you're employed and you are not looking for a job. This is going to be your LinkedIn 99% of its life. There's going to be maybe a few changes you'll make if you're looking for a job, not the ones you think, i.e. we're never putting hashtag open to work anywhere on your profile. I never want to see a green circle on your profile picture. No green circles. Even the purple circles bother me. There's some things I need to say to LinkedIn. So LinkedIn, if you ever hear this, call Call me. me. (laughs) (laughs) Slide of that DM. It's the only DM I'm willing to accept. But because LinkedIn is constantly changing, we will probably do this episode yearly. Yeah. Maybe Just every give couple you years, like the updated version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, before we dive in, though, what we want to just make sure you know is that we've already covered some really key LinkedIn topics, namely episode seven about LinkedIn stalking. Yes, my favorite. The how to we all need, but no one is asking for. <laughs> and then episode 15, which is our resume episode, not your mother's resume. We cover how your LinkedIn works with your resume and vice versa. Totally. So you won't get that here, but we've gone into into depth with it there. As we carry on with the rest of this year's episodes, we'll probably talk about LinkedIn variants, but we always want you to reference this episode first. This is the base level LinkedIn. It's the default. We're trying to make sure you don't look like an asshole or an idiot. We want you smack in the middle between 10 and 2, okay? (laughs) This is your core LinkedIn. How it's going to look 99.9999997% of its life. It's very specific. Yeah, well, listen, you got to get those decimal points out there. Okay. 
And if you're doing something special, like looking for a job or working on your internal communication strategy or becoming an entrepreneur, that's also a different podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Actually. Whatever the thing is, like there are variations, but this is the core. This is where it starts. Like I said, grab your laptop. Let's get this shit done. All right, here we go. Let's start with your profile picture. It needs to be professional. Shot of you. Your head, shoulders up. It's called a headshot for a reason. We want it professional. We want to have personality. Check out our resume episode, episode 15, to learn about how that photo can show your personality and what that means. The thing we do not want to see. The open to work circle. It's green. It's obvious. Don't need it. It breeds desperation. I'm in a meeting with my manager and we're hiring at our company, FYI. And I see on his computer, he has pulled up a resume that's been submitted to us. He's got his phone out on LinkedIn. He's pulled this person up. Without any prompting, he hasn't listened to any of our episodes. God bless him. Rude. (laughs) He turns to me and says, is the open to work thing on your profile picture desperate or is it just me? (gasps) The president of your company thinks it's desperate for a LinkedIn profile picture to say open to work. Interesting. Yeah. And if he thinks that, everyone else thinks that too. Everyone thinks it. So I had this opinion, but it was just, (laughs) just confirmed. We've mentioned this episode is not if you're open to work, but I don't care. Don't no, do it. You should never have it on Tell there. Tell your friends. Yeah. Your network should be strong enough that you can reach out to them privately. You can send your resume out to mentors, to champions. There should be a whole nother way this to do this. This is not how you find a job. You do not shotgun that shit. This is not a probability thing. If you apply to a thousand jobs, you may get one. Is it the one you want? Is it the one that's going to further your career? Is it going to be the one that's your next move? No. Taking a probability approach is an approach. It is not an ask your work wife approach. We should talk more about this. We really ought to. Also, isn't there a way on LinkedIn to show that you're open to work without changing your profile picture? I think there is. There is. So let's do that. We'll talk about that in a different episode. Next up, your background photo. The point of a background photo is to add to your personality. Think of it as an extension of your profile photo, but keep it neutral and professional. Mine's tulips right now because it's spring and I just got back from Amsterdam. It was something from my company, but I'm about to start talking about Ask Your Work Wife on my LinkedIn. And I do not want people associating my current company with Ask Your Work Wife. They're different. They don't hate each other. They know about each other. It's fine. But like, I want a neutral presence out there when I start talking about work content versus Ask Your Work Wife content. So right now it's tulips. Things we've seen and liked, cityscapes, nature, work content. Yeah. So moving down, your intro. This is your name and your headline. And the headline is like a very controversial piece of property. (laughs) When people search you, the only thing that shows up is your profile picture. Then it has your name and then this little headline thing. That's it. So when people are pulling you up and lists and searching and like whatever, whatever, that's all they see. That may be the only thing they ever see. So it's hotly contested. There's lots of different philosophies on it. And we're going to look at four or five of them. We have two Ask Your Work Wife approved headline methods mm-hmm. but we have some things that i don't want you to do okay which great are another two okay got it okay <laughs> fine 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 fine. i have lots of opinions okay. on what not to do sorry holland <laughs> i'm not surprised okay the first the very safe very great your current title and your current company or just your title just state the facts mm-hmm. mine right now says paid media specialist perfect done Yep. (laughs) The riskier play is to insert a bit of brand into it. I help X do Y. I help what kind of people do what kind of thing. This is helpful if you're not wanting to tie your personal brand to a company. And we also think this is more appropriate for higher level individuals. We're talking VPs and above. I mean, unless you want to say I help my boss get coffee, by all means, that's hilarious. Fine. (laughs) Because what's going to happen is 
you run the risk, even if VPs and higher, you run the risk of seeming too big for your britches. Uh-huh. And internal folks, external folks can might can think whatever they want, but internal folks might know better. She thinks she does X for us. Mm-hmm. She's not doing that for me. Not yeah. in this meeting. Yeah. And you're going to walk into a meeting with that person where you're going to ask them to do something and and they're going to think, well, don't you do this? Your, Your LinkedIn, LinkedIn says, says you so. do. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, I just had this conversation with a friend of mine who is in executive management. I texted him a picture of a mutual coworker's LinkedIn the other day. He is a mid-level, mid to junior level person at this company on a team that doesn't make any impact in revenue. And I said, if you need a solid laugh today, I present exhibit A. Screenshot of this headline. It is four lines long, which is a problem. Okay, what does it say? (laughs) Helping large organizations extrapolate data. He's not on the data team. And break through deadlocks to achieve massive results. Bar, senior (laughs) brand manager, bar, executive decision maker. Senior brand manager was never an executive decision maker. Mm -hmm. That's for damn sure. (laughs) Oh, honey. Okay. That's the thing is like you can put all sorts of big buzzwords in your bio Mm -hmm. and they mean shit and make you look worse. Yeah, exactly. Just say your title. Mm -hmm. Just say who you are, where you do it. Yeah. That's it. And you'll notice that like the higher up the C-suites get in this little headline space, they have less information. They'll just be like some of my favorite people are like, so-and-so's wife oh you know who did this president barack obama Aww, he said michelle's husband that's cute and I was like, that's adorable i support that On like linkedin because you don't need to know like no one needs to tell you who barack obama is there's no fucking that up now let us <clears throat> I, I turn the mic over to you what what do we not do I'm what else do we not do we do not under any fucking circumstances put x and then a company name period this is like a trend that's happening right now. So by the time we get to 2023, I hope we have killed it. Great. Absolutely dead. Flatlined in the ground. Six feet under. Cremated. Sprinkled over the Himalayas. Done. Because I first saw this with, <laughs> oh my God, an actual child who's like 10 years younger than me. And he said X Bain, as in like Bain Consulting. And I was like, you're not old enough to have been at Bain long enough to have done anything. So I scrolled down. Oh, no. All the way down. Oh, no. Before he graduated. <gasps> four months internship. Oh, my God. Fucker. I no. was like, nope. No. no. You're not fooling anyone. Anyone. Right. So, like, <laughs> don't. All right. Another, <laughs> another thing I'm starting to see crop up that I don't necessarily love, or maybe it has a place, but I haven't seen it well executed yet, is somebody that says like what they're obsessed with. Like, for example, a CX, so customer experience, obsessed marketer. I'm like, me, 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 me. It like, falls in the same category of making a claim about yeah. value that you add that your internal partners, management team, et cetera, sure. could debate. Yep. It gets into that territory and it's just maybe no one's going to debate with the HR given title. No. It's just like no, no one can argue with that. Yeah. And if you get to the point where you're an executive, then then you have maybe some leeway to say that. And that's where maybe maybe you're an executive. I'm talking like senior VP and above, mm-hmm. right? And you're getting to the point where like, maybe you want to start shopping for a different company sure. or the role you're taking in your current company doesn't quite match what you want to do next. And you're planning your next three moves. And so you don't really want to be associated with that company. So you put in like, you're just individuating a little yeah, bit. Yeah, totally. And so but you again, put in like experienced customer experience marketer. Do you know what I'm sure. saying? Like just seasoned marketer. But like again, this is not for you and me and anyone else who's 
I need you to be trying making, to keep their job. Yeah, I need you to be making quarter million dollars and higher at this okay. point. Okay. 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 When you do that, you call me. You're paying. And <laughs> <laughs> we'll go from there. <laughs> okay. Now for your name. Put your name at the top of the page. I think we all learned this in about first or second grade. <laughs> Just do the damn thing. Right after your name, you have the opportunity to include your pronouns if that's important to you. LinkedIn provides a way for you to do that. And and I think emphasis on, honestly, emphasis on if that's important to you. Mm-hmm. For right now, unfortunately, it, it somewhat reads a political statement. So if it's very important to you that you work for a company that honors that, great, put it there. That will signal to recruiters, hiring managers, everybody that that is what you're looking for. They will either call you or not call you, depending on if that value is aligned for them. If you're in an industry where the letters at the end of your name mean something, actually mean something, not PMI. I'm looking at all you cute little project manager wannabes out there. You should put them after your name at the top of your LinkedIn. So like if you are an MD, if you're a JD, if you're in an area where a PhD matters, put it in there. Like if you're trying to go into academia or you're trying to go into like the hard sciences that require a PhD in that in order to do the thing. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and put in there. But if I see the entire fucking alphabet after that, no one cares. No one cares. I swear to God, if you're a project manager and I see a PMI up there, I'm not hiring you. <laughs> it's not that important. You're not getting a job with no one anytime cares. soon. Moving on down. Number of connections. First of all, it doesn't matter. Super doesn't matter. You know, some of the questions we get are like, I just met someone on LinkedIn when, or I just met someone in real life. <laughs> IRL. When should I add them on LinkedIn? It doesn't, I don't know. It depends if they're super famous, I, like maybe follow them i guess yeah there's a difference between following connecting and like we can get to some of that later but generally speaking like your number of connections doesn't matter if you just met someone adam go for it if you have never met them don't add them yeah the strength of your network is real people if you wouldn't call them and ask them for a job do not connect with them Hmm. like i don't need you out here connecting with mark cuban you don't know him he's not gonna invest in your business if you've been on shark tank and you've stood in front of him and he decided to invest in your business by all means add him on linkedin Great. And then add me so we can be like seconds. That's fantastic. <laughs> awesome. You know me, <laughs> right? I have added connections very, very slowly. I just got over 500 like maybe a month or two ago because they're all people I know in real life and have zero problem reaching out to and asking for something That's great. or they have zero problem reaching out and asking me for something. Just the other day, a guy that I knew from church a very long time ago huh. reached out to me through LinkedIn. It was like, Hey, my daughter is about to graduate. I'm like, I knew her when she was six. So to graduate college, like, oh, I'm old and need some help. Like, understanding what to do next i'm like first of all i just did five episodes on the collegiate experience so she should listen to that (laughs) um but like that was great i also maybe six months ago now needed help understanding an industry that i don't know much about for a client of ours at work and went to linkedin found somebody who is that exact job title and was like hey jamie i need you to pull this out for me like so he called me and was just like what do you need to know and i just picked his brain for about an hour on exactly what this title person needs to know in order to make a decision it was amazing. Yeah. You should be able to reach mm-hmm. out to any of your LinkedIn connections and ask those types of questions. Totally. If if you can't do that, go from connection to follow. Great. Like, if you just want to keep tabs on people and see what they're talking about, Mark Cuban. I don't know why he's on top. <laughs> of, I don't know what the deal is. I just saw Anyway, um, like then follow them. Like I do this for competitors. I do this for people that I'm trying to keep track of. Like yeah. I just want to see when they're posting shit. Yeah. So just follow them. Don't make a connection. No big deal. Yeah. Last note here um, on the connection topic, LinkedIn follow chains happen on the internet. Stop it. Yeah, don't do it. Just stop it. Unless unless you know those people in person. Like if someone in your Slack group that you the, talk to all the time. it doesn't need to be a follow chain. No, it just needs to be like, hi, I'm about to leave the company. Find me on LinkedIn. LOL. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. There's an optional featured section that happens below this area. Please do not play your resume. Whatever you do, don't do it. 
Your resume, we've talked about this. Go to episode 15, we talk about it. The TLDR is, your resume should have private NDA-covered numbers in it. It does not need to be in public. You can get sued for that shit. All right, moving on down to the about section. This is my favorite. Yeah. Can we read our abouts, actually? Because oh I my think God. they're very Well, funny. Vanessa wrote both of them, so <laughs> congrats my to both of us. Yes. <laughs> okay, here's mine. Can I... <laughs> I'm just taking Sorry, over. okay. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Connecting problems to solutions since 1999. Speaks fluent emoji with high-level proficiency in meme. Believes if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. Helping women know their worth and demand it every time. Parentheses askyourworkwife.com. Period. Warning. Search skills are unparalleled by mere mortals. How fun is that? Right? And doesn't it sound exactly like Vanessa? Aren't we so unsurprised that this is what her bio sounds like? Right. So much personality. You know exactly what you're getting when you hire me. <laughs> if, you, if you're surprised, I, I can't help you, actually. The bio is not to blame. That's for sure. Okay, I'm reading Collins. Oh, wait, I want to read mine. Okay, fine. Read okay. yours. <laughs> but I love it so much. I love it, too. It's my bio. <laughs> so It's so you. It's so you. We'll take you from where you are to where you want to be. There's a flow chart for that. Mm-hmm. Seeks out and solves Gordian knots. Fears no title. Innovates in her sleep. Charms even doorknobs. If it comes in black, she buys it. Most notably, moleskins, Birkenstocks, hydroflasks. Period. Ah, uh, so beautiful. Isn't that great? So beautiful. It's the really parentheticals nice. Are it's very good. It. Very good parenthetical. That's so Holland. And guess what? They are exactly three or four lines. When mm-hmm. you look down the page, it's just this little negative awesome. Awesome. That's all it needs to be. The right. point is, show your personality. It's the one part besides your photo that you get to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything else on here is boring. Yeah. And, and like, <laughs> refrain from making it any of the following things. It is not an executive summary of the below. It is not your dissertation in miniature form. It is not a skills framework or a timeline. It, it doesn't need to be a cover letter. It doesn't need oh to be. God. It doesn't need to be anything other than about three lines that shows off your personality. Third person or first person is fine. Yeah, totally. It, it amazes me how... We do these for $50 a pop. Contact us. <laughs> <laughs> New ad. <laughs> New revenue stream. I'm just saying it's worth it. It's totally worth it. Like I have seen people from all over the internet, all walks of life, every kind of person from C-suites on down, people who are mad LinkedIn creators who are doing this wrong. And by wrong, I just mean no one's reading it. So make it short, make it punchy. They're going to scroll right past if it's longer. Nobody stops and looks at that. It's an opportunity for for you to stop the scroll. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. So do it. $50. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not. Actually, I super love it. Let's read an ad for it. <laughs> okay, moving on down. All right. To the boring shit, actually. I know, I know. Okay, <laughs> but it does matter. It does. This is the experience section, and we're going to talk about how to format the jobs that you list here and the bullet points that go underneath them after the break. Are you getting more out of corporate America? I I know I am. (laughs) Rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. Those words are ridiculous together. Rating would be the stars. Review would be the words. Subscribe would be like hitting the button. The follow button. The like whatever Apple's changed. It's now like a follow. I don't know. Oh, on Spotify it is follow still. Okay, follow. Follow us on Spotify. What is it on Apple? It's a plus in the top right corner. Plus us on Apple. Thank you. Okay, (laughs) Google plus. (laughs) R.I.P. Good riddance. Mm, true. <laughs> All right, we're back from the break and we are going to dive into your experience section. First off, only show the most recent 10 years. Yeah. Anything beyond that, immaterial. Doesn't matter. 
you do not include explanatory bullet points for any roles that you've held at your current company. This goes back to what you were saying about the headline. If you put information in there, someone internal to your team has an opportunity to debate it. And that's that's not good for you. Other than that, though, you include three, maybe four bullet points that are impactful, show how you add value for any roles that were before your current company. And high level percentages, positivity, same rules apply as what's in your resume. I want quantifiable qualifications, but I need them to be percentages. These cannot be NDA covered numbers. I do not need budget numbers. I do not need P&L numbers. I need increased productivity by 100%. Great. For your current company... Your titles should match the HR given title. Mm -hmm. You do not deviate. You do not change them. You put them on your LinkedIn exactly as they are. Again, for that same reason, no one gets to argue with what's on your LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. It has to match. No matter how weird it is or whether it matches like any of your other titles, what like it does, like whatever it is. a title that had no title. It was the name of the department. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And (laughs) that's what's on there. Mm -hmm. That's what was on there. Once you leave your current company, you do have the leeway to adjust those titles within reason Mm -hmm. to reflect where you're trying to go. You're not going to make yourself from senior manager to director, but you are going to say, okay, I was something in creative ops. Now now I'm free to call myself migration manager, comma, creative ops. That's it, right? Exactly. When you held multiple roles at the same company, you want to make sure those are nested properly. So Mm -hmm. make sure that you're following the LinkedIn formatting for that. You're trying to show growth within the same company. That's Mm -hmm. the only thing you really need to show about your current role. Exactly. Now, this is another soapbox moment for Vanessa. Here we go. (laughs) Within your education block of life, that's what's next. Do not. Do not. Just don't. Include your GPA. No one ever needs it. I don't need your SAT scores. I don't need your ACT scores. I don't need your LSAT scores. I don't need your GMAT scores. I do not need any number. This is the only time in your life I will tell you I don't need a number. I need to know what you studied, what your degree is, what school you're at. That's all formatted by LinkedIn. You don't have to do anything here. I don't have any of that on mine. Yeah. And the older I get, the more I think your education doesn't super matter. Yeah. I was a music major. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. It super doesn't matter. There is an option to like include your school up near your headline. So it's like up there. Lots of people don't want to be associated with their school anymore for various reasons or just think they're like too far out of school for it to even matter. So yeah. you can you can take that off. On the flip side, including your school can also be helpful for networking purposes. Sure, totally. Keep a strong network associated with your school. If you want to make sure other people in your community know that, great. Do not do put it, it in your headline. Do not put it Harvard alum. They would be the ones to do it. Absolutely I went to a small school in Boston. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, whatever you do, don't include your GPA. No one fucking cares. Did you graduate or not? Actually, no one really cares about that either. So it's fine. (laughs) Don't need it. All (laughs) righty. From here, nothing matters. Lots of little stuff. Like it's, we've got licenses, we've got certs, we've got skills, we've got interests, recommendations. recommendations. No, publications and languages. Uh, If this is extraordinarily relevant to your industry or career I can't, maybe i can't think i mean i've never found these useful i've never found a hiring manager who thinks they're useful like okay your skill is word congratulations you and everyone else and all the trained monkeys in the world congratulations yeah so right. take a cursory glance um clean it up convince me that it's useful yeah mm-hmm. i will take your dm um <laughs> we'll take your last DM. thing <laughs> Last thing, uh, the URL for your LinkedIn. You need to customize it. It should be your first and last name. No periods, no numbers. Should match your Gmail. If your name is extraordinarily dumb, I'm sorry, <laughs> John Smith, <laughs> Sarah Smith, any any name that there's lots of, I'll accept a period, but whatever it is, should match your Gmail. 
Yeah. For some reason, my sister has a very unique name, has decided to put a period in her name where there's actually no reason to. Anyway, mine's Vanessa Oler, period. No, no period. period. <laughs> Ask Your Work Wife is a brand new podcast. As a new podcast. It needs some help. So we want you to send it to your work wife. Send it to someone who needs a work wife. Send it to that one person who like always gets left behind in those sad, sad meetings. Send it to a girl you know who deserves better. Send it to your boss you hate. Maybe they'll quit. Send it to your favorite colleague at the last company you work with. Send it to that person who you left behind. Send it to any of your LinkedIn connections who have the hashtag open to work on their profile picture. Yeah, and tell them why that's a bad idea. Send it to any of the 12 million people in this country who are looking for a new job right now. And after you've sent it to all those people, every single one of them, rate, review, subscribe. And we're back. And now that we've covered the entirety of your LinkedIn from literal top to bottom, let's talk about Holland's favorite topic on LinkedIn. This is her favorite social media channel. In fact, the only one she's no, on. No, no, no. It's Slack is my favorite. Oh, right. Slack. I don't know that Slack counts. I've been meaning to fight with you over this for a while. Fight me, bitch. Your face is great. Slack's the best. has way better emojis. But is it a social channel? Totally social. Totally it's a, a channel. network. Slack has outsized impact on my career. I don't know what to tell you. All right, that's another episode. Die by Slack. All right, fine. Holland's second favorite social channel. First favorite public social media channel. Um, LinkedIn. I do love LinkedIn a lot. And what I find very fun about LinkedIn is messaging. Mm, Say more. No. (laughs) Okay. This feels personal. (laughs) Very personal. Here's what I will say. If you're messaging someone on LinkedIn... The purpose should be professional. That means it should be during business hours, mm-hmm. not at midnight on a Friday. Business hours. During did I business. say business hours? You did. Okay, you cool. want to say it again, though? That's eight to five. <laughs> okay. It's eight to five. Better 10 to four. <laughs> okay, if you're emailing me at 8 a.m., if you're messaging me at 8 a.m., also, what are you doing? And you better be aware of your time zones, because if yeah. you're in New York and you're messaging someone between business hours in Call New York. Noon, 10 to two. Yeah, you have that's a all you got. two to three hour window in the day where everyone's at work. That's when you need to do it. And there's a risk if you're messaging someone that you don't know or that you haven't spoken to mm-hmm. recently. You better be bringing something good to the table. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm going to say about that. Great. I've gone against your advice exactly once and it's worked out incredibly well. The thing I brought to the table was myself. I was going after this job, i.e. my current job. <laughs> Spoiler alert, she got it. Spoiler alert. <clears throat> Doing great. And like my resume was not an exact match what they're looking for, mm-hmm. but I knew I wanted to work for this company. I'd taken a run at them a couple different ways and I hadn't ever heard back from them. So I was getting a little desperate, <laughs> but I still didn't have the open work signal on my No, she profile. super didn't. Mm-hmm. And so what I did is I saw, I, I saw a couple things. I saw this new job position open. I applied for it immediately, included both my resumes, the really in-depth strategic one and the really high-level social one for the <laughs> paid media specialist role. Mm-hmm, currently have. Mm-hmm. And then because it wasn't a hundred percent, like I, I didn't know if they were actually going to look at it. I was like, I need to do something to like bring attention to it. So I went on LinkedIn, found the hiring manager, saw that he was active on LinkedIn right then. I was <gasps> like, okay, we're, it was business hours. You're so welcome. Congrats. Messaged him and said, Hey, I just sent you two resumes. I know they're not exactly what you're looking for, but I really want to work for your team. Let me know if you got them. It's an easy ask. It wasn't, hey, give me a job right the fuck now. It was, 
I sent you these resumes. I wanted, to, I didn't have a box to add any comment to it. So I'm making this my comment box. Mm-hmm. He replied to me. It was amazing. We went back and forth on LinkedIn for another like couple weeks before mm-hmm. he'd like let me come in the office and do a real interview, but it worked. So shoot your shot, but like. Know that you got to bring something good to the table and know that you're asking people to spend their social capital on you and mm-hmm. it can backfire. It can backfire. Totally. In fact, every, <laughs> you'll love this. Literally every day, the president of our company has people reach out to him on LinkedIn exactly like I did. He shuts them down every time. It's so funny to me because I'm always like, could have been you. Dodged a bullet. <laughs> it, it, you got lucky with a mood with he was online. You said the right thing. You said it in the way he wanted to hear it and you didn't make a big ask. And I was communicating it all in other ways. Like yeah. I'd already done some action. Yes. All I was asking for was for a confirmation that he got it. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. When it comes to getting messages on LinkedIn, I just learned there's an archive function. You can get rid of those weird messages that you get. You just archive them. Just hide them. (laughs) Another fun thing to know is that there are ad types on LinkedIn that are messages. So if people can pay to get in your DMs. Exactly. (laughs) Got weirdly sexual for a hot second, but we'll leave it right there. So if you come across a message that's like weirdly boilerplate, just know it's probably an ad. Feel free to click on anything in there. He will charge them a few dollars. <laughs> <laughs> They're an expensive type of ad. Um, but know that you're not obligated to it. And it's not typically a real person behind that. So. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. This next topic is one of our very favorite aspects of LinkedIn communication. And where most people get it wrong. This is Oof. where most people fuck up on LinkedIn. And it's the easiest way to fuck it up. Yes. Okay. Jeez. Oh, the easiest way to fuck up on LinkedIn is your liking and commenting. LinkedIn, unlike Facebook, unlike Instagram, unlike any other platform out there, turns your likes and especially your comments into posts and shows them in the feed of your network. Everything and anything you like, support, love, idea, yeah, yeah, the thing. Find intriguing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, the ripple effect of that post, of that like, of that comment is massive. LinkedIn amplifies that shit. Mm-hmm. The reason that they do it is because they don't have as much user-generated content. So the likes and comments, they, they, they amplify out. I had to give some like real hard, tough love to a friend. During the pandemic, everyone went remote, right? And then there was that whole like vibe when everyone's like trying to come back to the office. There was a fight about like whether people should come back to the office or not, whatever, whatever. When these conversations were first starting. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Like, like, should we, shouldn't we, should like, whatever the thing was, pluck daisy petals out. I don't know, whatever was happening. <laughs> and every single thing that he liked was talking about how employers that are forcing employees to come back to the office are toxic Ooh. and terrible Ooh. and shouldn't be allowed to have employees anymore. And like all of the super, na- I was like, oh shit. Like, so ev- what he didn't realize. Yeah, is that everyone in his network is seeing this. If I was seeing it, you sure should know his manager, his direct reports, his VP, his CEO, who he's connected with on LinkedIn. We're all seeing the same stuff. Yeah. So I, I straight up called him. I was like, dude, cease and desist. Do you like your job? Do you want to keep it? You better stop liking all that shit. I was like, I know it's, it's just a thumb scroll when you're bored, but like it's not Instagram. You can't just like it and move on. He stopped. He started again. I'm like, do you have a death wish? What's <laughs> like, it's fine. You're trying to get fired because you can. You can. And that's a way to do it. Yeah, it is a way to do it. Okay. On the other side of the same coin is don't brown nose. Don't like and love and support and blah, 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 blah. Every little thing that your thought leader CEO posts. Don't do it. Like everyone will see that shit too. It just don't be an asshole. We're trying to keep you somewhere between asshole and idiot. This I, other guy was an idiot. <laughs> my friend don't was an idiot. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> exactly. All right. <laughs> 
Helen, I think now's a good time to talk about posting, actually. Because posting is a different vibe. Posting is not for people who are like actively trying to keep their jobs. Exactly. This is the, the point zero 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 three percent reference yeah. at the top. Yeah. Like if you're trying to do something else, like let's say you're an entrepreneur, let's say you're trying to, I don't know, create some content in the form of a podcast and something like put like it out that. in the world. Yeah. I don't know. Us. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're gonna be treating LinkedIn totally differently. And it deserves its own podcast, its own episode, its own other thing. So generally speaking, I wouldn't recommend people that are trying to keep their job to be posting anything. You don't need to be doing that shit. You certainly don't need to be posting breakup letters. Last little thing about interacting and communicating on LinkedIn. We're going to talk about private mode and profile views for just a second. LinkedIn will tell you who views your profile. If you have premium, you can see that shit. Is it interesting? Not really. Is it worth 50 bucks a month? No. But just like be aware that like you can see some people that view your profile if you're not in private mode. I keep mine in private mode all the time because I like to stock people on LinkedIn. That's my primary go-to for LinkedIn <laughs> anymore. In fact, I'm pretty sure in the LinkedIn stocking episode, we talk about the difference between public and private. Yeah, that's exactly and right. how to set it and how to change it. Just know that like if you want to pay attention to who's looking at you, maybe you are kind of like trying to toss some feelers out there and see... You know, if recruiters are trying to find you, go into public mode. You'll be able to see who's looking at your profile. Yeah, and that's episode seven. That's the bottom, you guys. Is your LinkedIn looking better? Sure, shit better be. LinkedIn is really easy to get right and really terrible when you get it wrong. And it's it's 100% down to like, does this feel like a real person? Does it reflect who you actually are and what's actually happening? Or are you trying to like puff yourself up? either through your headline or your about or all the shit you're claiming you have done or do at your current job or the way that you're commenting, the way you're interacting, the more you can be a real human, great. If you're afraid to like fuck with it at all, do exactly what we've said and then leave it alone. You've got everything you need here. So there's no excuses, ladies. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So as much as we love questions here at Ask Your Work Wife, if we get another question (laughs) about LinkedIn, we're going to refer you to this episode. It may, in fact, be the most referred to episode in perpetuity. Until next year, when we do this again. <laughs> like we said at the top, there may be variations coming, but this is the core. This is how you stop looking like an idiot or like an asshole. Keep it in the middle. Got a question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey, workwives. If I see your LinkedIn look like this and I know you've listened to this episode, I'll consider us not friends. She's going to unconnect with you <laughs> on LinkedIn, which is the real shame. That might as well be outer darkness. <laughs> You know, you know, I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> okay. So, okay.